Welcome to 10 Minutes, a Breakout Investor Podcast. Today we are talking about Vertra, ticker VTSI, with Kevin Crawford. First, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor. And no one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company stock, you have to do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application of much of the research content is free. After registering or logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast. Now to our topic, VTSI. Kevin, uh, you have been a very welcome addition to the community and doing a tremendous amount of work on VTSI. It's clear you're very excited about the company, its prospects, and you think something is about to happen there. Can you give a little background on the company and then explain why breakout investors should be interested? Yeah. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Um, Bertra is a company that sells uh, law enforcement or training simulators to law enforcement and the defense industry. Um, Some of the opportunities they have coming or upcoming are pretty significant. A couple of them uh, include um, potentially mandatory police training uh, coming from either the federal or state level. You also have a pretty obvious, uh, in my opinion, obvious uh, military opportunity that the company has been positioning themselves towards and talking about since 2019, uh, which coincidentally aligns with the Army's new training program called IBIS. So yeah, I, I think those two those two are big catalysts for the company that's already kind of- Sure, sure. Let, let's let's, let's uh, uh, just uh, um, take it up to a higher level real quick. Virtua, it's out in Phoenix. It's an American business. I think they manufacture on-site. They've been around for a long time, decades even. I think they're still run by their founder. Uh, and Mark likes to point out that the company has got, I don't know, 18 successive quarters of growth uh, so the, the, the company is plugging along. It's got a sub $100 million market cap. There are the um, police issues which have uh, emerged, uh, you know, to provide context for an investment over the last couple of years. But uh, Vertra, as far as I've seen, is mostly signing up federal government contracts. And you're pointing towards the military. So should we be thinking police or should we be thinking federal government and military at this point? Yeah, so historically, Virtra has been a law enforcement leader. Uh, but in 2019, Virtra came out with a statement. They're trying to expand and pivot into the military market. And this has been their goal essentially since then. Understood. Now, um, Microsoft issued an announcement. It was either this year or last year. I think it was a $20 billion contract. I believe it involved virtual reality headsets. Has Microsoft taken uh, the lead in this area? Uh, how do we think about them as a competitive threat? So the Army has a big initiative for, it will be coming coming for a few years into the future, um, not just immediate, but uh, to increase their training programs and a lot of better technology. And Microsoft won an award to implement a it goes beyond a headset but there's a headset that kind of is the screen and the computer behind everything virtual simulation so that isn't necessarily a competition it is the backbone of what the military will be using and virtual's opportunity is integrating into that um, headset and computer and everything else that microsoft is doing 
Right. And current excitement is about a specific piece of equipment we think Vertra is manufacturing and going to sell into this program. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So what they call it is a recoil kit and it essentially is an insert into a live weapon that turns it into a simulation weapon um, that doesn't fire bullets, but it it simulates recoil. So it feels like a real gun. So Vertra, Vertra's patented technology can simulate jamming and reloads, which is something that no other uh, company can do. So what their recoil kits can do is essentially allow soldiers or law enforcement officers to practice reloading or practice clearing jams in the weapon. And that is something that currently cannot be done by the military. And it's one of the reasons why training doesn't feel as realistic as it could. All right. So the military is moving towards a simulated training environment. Microsoft has got a huge contract for the technology side of this. And Vertra, they must have patents on this. Otherwise, I, I doubt you know they would be providing them out of a facility in Phoenix. Uh, that, or I rephrase that, the government would be sourcing it. Uh, they, they, it seems that they have to come to Vertra. Uh, and if you take a soldier's M4 rifle, Vertra has got a kit that can turn that weapon into a useful simulated battlefield engagement with recoil jams, the need to reload, uh, and it it, it gives it, it it fits into the virtual environment that the military is going to for training, an environment where we know that they've already contracted for twenty plus billion dollars. So there's a huge budget, there's a huge initiative, and your research indicates that Vertra has got a piece of this providing these recoil kits. Now, you, you, your, your research has indicated that they have the technology, the patents, that they've been pursuing the relationship with the military. But uh, the really big news is that they're hiring. You've traced an, a, a significant amount of hiring at their Phoenix facility. I keep saying Phoenix. Is it, are they in Phoenix? I know they're in Arizona. It's in Tempe. Tempe. Uh, and they're, they're, they're doing something. Something extraordinary is happening. They've increased their employee base by 20% or more. Could you uh, uh, provide some more details on that? Yeah, so it's worth calling out uh, that their recall kits aren't only for the M4. They have a handful of weapons. So this opportunity isn't just for one weapon recoil kit, it's for the entire, it could be for the entire, I won't say the entire, but a lot of the weapons within the military, uh, the M4 pistols, et cetera. Um, but as far as manufacturing and hiring goes, the company has, the company does produce their own um, hardware and that includes recoil kits and other devices, one of them being the threat fire device. So a lot of the job postings have been for mechanical engineers or that type of manufacturing job. Um, they've also hired for supply chain and inventory management roles, um, which indicate that they are going to have more inventory than they used to, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, and if you think that they're manufacturing more recoil kits, they need to hire more supply chain and inventory people to manage that. And they also, on top of the hiring, implemented a, a new ERP system to track inventory and sales and things like that. It all kind of a uh, aligns and something big is in the works and they are going to be manufacturing a lot more uh, products than they were historically. And that kind of all ties into the military recoil kit theory. Earlier in our discussion, you talked about how the CEO has been signaling 
pursuit of a contract with the military since 2019. Uh, I believe I saw you uh, scrolling through uh, a, a list of statements. Are these statements pointing now to support that uh, there's something big that the company is going to be announcing? Yes. Yeah, so timing-wise, the Army's IVIS program, the contract Microsoft one, um, is said to roll out initial units in somewhere around September through the end of the year, sometime in fourth quarter. And that will be for the first units, and they will productionalize that all the way through 2023. So timing is all kind of aligning with the CEO talking about moving into the military in 2019, which is when about when IVIS program was announced. And all the way through now, they've been testing and prototyping and um, we're right about at the production phase. So it's all kind of aligning again, like I said. Now, I feel terrible saying this, but I've gotten I've gotten used to the idea that uh, significant manufacturing does not take place on American shores. So when I understand a company to be you know, ramping up and uh, building its staff uh, to manufacture something in the United States, I'm thinking that it's relatively small scale. If you're going to manufacture something in very significant scale, it's usually outsourced to a specialized manufacturer, and much of that is overseas. Is this different somehow? Because it's the federal government's US military, it makes sense that significant manufacturing, enough units that would uh, represent a material amount of revenue to the company might be done in Tempe? Yeah, that, that's a good point and something I've never really thought of. I know in some of the RFPs that the government issues, they want to call out international relationships or something like that, but I've never thought of it in the way you phrased it. Well, in, in your thinking about it, how much business do you think the company is going to get from this opportunity? Is it a couple of million? Is it tens of millions? What's the scale? Yeah, so the CEO has stated that the military is looking for thousands and thousands of recoil kits. Uh, Virtro sells their M4 recoil kits, and I think this is a rough rough guide to all of their recoil kits, is about $3,000. So tens of thousands and $3,000 a piece, it's in the tens of millions of dollars of opportunity. And I think, I think that tens and tens or thousands and thousands of recoil kits is probably only the beginning. Uh, Microsoft is producing 120,000 uh, IVIS headsets that will supply 120,000 soldiers, roughly. Each soldier should, in theory, or could, in theory, use one, re one simulated recoil kit. And so uh, it's, hard, it's hard to peg what the opportunity really is, but it's safe to say that it will be large. Well, that actually uh, gives me a clue. 120,000. This isn't something that the military is doing for a once a year training program, you know, for instance, at a specific base, you know, where, where soldiers come in and, and practice. This, this it sounds like this is going to be generally integrated. If you are in a combat unit, you're not going to periodically use these simulations. This is how they're going to train going forward. That, that's how I'm reading what you're saying. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm thinking about it. And the Army has spent years talking about this. Like I said, going back to 2019, 2018, um, just as far as contracts go, I'm sure they were researching it much or well before. And the plan is for a lot of the current systems to be decommissioned over the next, let's say, five, 10 years, and this to be the future. So the, the opportunity is not a for sure can provide recoil kits this one time over the next one or two years, but it is a five to 10 year at least opportunity um, while the technology is still relevant. So, so closing this out with a thought to, you know, 
real due diligence. Have you identified and posted any contracts or patents that uh, would give somebody comfort about the the, the moats for the company? Uh, we're, we're talking speculative here. Do we do we have documents that indicate that this is a patented technology, this is proprietary, and government has contracted with them for hundreds of thousands of these things potentially? Yeah, so I'll start with the patents. Um, the patents for recoil kits and other devices for Bertra are online, and I've read through them, and I've read some of the competitions. Uh, the CEO has also stated that their, their recoil kits are the only make Bertra the only company that can simulate jamming and reloads uh, pneumatically. Some companies can do it uh, electronically, but with point of need training uh, that the military is looking for, simulating jamming via electronics maybe seems a little too complicated and maybe not desired. Uh, so I feel confident that the technology, if the army wants to go this way, the technology is kind of owned by Bertrand and they're the leader in the space. Um, as far as contracts go, it's been really hard to pinpoint anything that's already been I guess I haven't found anything that Vertra is uh, a part of as far as recoil kits or any, any connection with the military. That said, the company has been talking about it. The company has been saying it's been uh, the market has been picking up steam. The most recent conference call, he said demand is fever pitch for, uh, his, for Vertra's products. So while nothing is imminent or nothing is publicly available, the CEO has come out and said that it seems to be picking up and um, there are contracts in the works for simulation training or virtual training that uh, should come through or should be announced in the next few years or in the next few months. And Vertra has said that they will be a sub that they're planning on. They are attempting to be a subcontractor on some of these uh, military contracts. So that's kind of where you want to be on the lookout for. Well, that's that's great. Uh, and that's 10 minutes. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank you. I mean, you've uh, you've really done fantastic work on this one, and it sounds like an exciting opportunity. Uh, we are Breakout Investors. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com.